This is a WVU student media podcast. Welcome back to Monday in Morgantown. This week, we will take a look at the petition to waive diploma reprint costs for Trans Plus alumni, a new scholarship in honor of Katherine Johnson, the recent closure of another WVU on-campus eatery, and the new way positive cases are being counted on campus. First, a petition submitted to WVU last week requested that the university waive the cost of a diploma reprint for transgender or non-binary alumni to list their preferred name. The petition was created by WVU School of Law alum Robin Livengood, along with the support of others in the Trans Plus community. Beginning with a social media post on Facebook last month, Livengood brought up that for his two degrees, he would have to pay $150 for a reprint of his diplomas. Livengood said that for himself, his degrees are his proudest achievements, and to others, having their preferred name on their diplomas is very important. Documents that don't match somebody's preferred name or presented name can cause delays when it comes to job searching or anything that requires a check on academics and identifying paperwork. As for a legal name change for other documents unrelated to a diploma, that would be another $200 minimum in Monongalia County. Living Good also believes that domestic violence survivors should be given a free reprint of their diplomas by WVU, saying that it can carry their abuser's surname or a family name and may bring up bad memories. Next, a new scholarship has been created to aid African-American students pursuing math or science-related degrees within the Eberly College of Arts and Sciences, named after legendary WVU alumna Katherine Johnson. Johnson graduated from WVU and went on to work for NASA on America's first human space flight with Alan Shepard. The $50,000 gift is intended to benefit African-American students and will begin to be awarded to students during the 2021-2022 academic year. Students pursuing a degree in mathematics will receive first priority, followed by physics, astronomy, and statistics students. Now for a short ad break. Looking to satisfy your election knowledge? Check out the Daily Athenaeum's latest mini-series, 18 to 24. Each week, you'll join me, Abby Smith, podcast editor extraordinaire and self-proclaimed politics junkie, as we cover the election from sea to shining sea. We'll cover topics like registering to vote, voting by mail, candidates, and we'll speak to some experts and students along the way. New episodes will be released every Tuesday from September 8th to November 10th. To listen, go to the daonline.com slash deep dives or subscribe to DA Deep Dives wherever you listen to podcasts. Next, Hatfields, a dining hall location located in the mountain lair, was closed temporarily on Sunday afternoon due to a COVID-19 exposure. Following a deep cleaning of the space, the location reopened later in the night for dinner service. The temporary closure comes days after Hugh Babies on Evansdale was shut down due to similar circumstances. Starbucks at U Place was shuttered earlier this month due to an exposure and reopened last week. And lastly, on Wednesday, Governor Justice announced that the West Virginia Higher Education Policy Commission and the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources created a new proposal to ensure that counties with large institutions do not have skewed numbers when it comes to the coronavirus. Students isolating in Arnold Hall and apartments will now be counted as a single positive to manage Monongalia County's high rate of positive COVID-19 cases. Monongalia County Health Officer Dr. Lee Smith said that all students who are isolating in a secure facility on campus would be counted as a single positive for the purpose of the color-coded county alert map system currently in place in the state. Officials are also recommending that students who test positive and live off campus utilize the university's facility for isolation and quarantine. That is all for this week, Mountaineers. Remember to stay safe wherever you might be right now, and we will see you next week for yet another Monday in Morgantown.
This podcast was made possible in part by the amazing reporting of Crystal Check, Emily Rexrode, Hannah Hebel, and Jared Sear. If you'd like to read the full stories we covered and more, visit thedaonline.com. Monday in Morgantown premieres weekly every Monday morning. To ensure you never miss an episode, visit thedaonline.com or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.